right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition for the one and only Fan in the Van podcast time. Ah, oh, feels like forever I've done a solo episode. Uh, mainly, I've just been, you know, working with Garrett on Steel and Teal. Uh, so make sure you check out the latest one where we uh, discuss James Jones going at it with Shady McCoy, as, as well as going off the rails as usual. Um, also, uh, make sure you check out the latest from 1420 Sports, the three-year anniversary uh, episode, which another one that really goes off the friggin' rails. Uh, but it was a great time, and again, thanks for having me on. Uh, they are huge supporters of the Fan in the Van, and it was just great just to have some good laughs with a great group of guys. Um, you know, when I started doing this, I never thought that I would be part of a community and like a brotherhood when it comes to, uh, certain sports podcasters. And I feel that, you know, guys like me, Brent, Dave, Garrett, uh, Aaron, uh, average Joe sports, uh, I feel like we've become part of that. Um, you know, which is a good thing, and that's, and that's another thing, too, is uh, this Friday night will be the premiere episode of Cigar and Sports. Um, that one is going to be one that I think everybody's going to enjoy, whether you like sports or whether you like cigars. So uh, it's got a mix of both in it. It's, uh, you know, it's two things that we we like to discuss and things we enjoy watching or enjoy doing as far as smoking cigars so but let's get into it so obviously the last place Yankees are still in last place um (laughs) they can't seem to get out of their own way you know they send this guy down call up Everson Pereira they call up Austin Wells and at this point it doesn't matter who they call up you know, Aaron Boone says they're in it to win it. You literally have to win every game at this point to even make a playoff spot, and it's not even worth it at this point. You're better off just, you know, shutting down Judge. You know, you, um, you know, obviously Rizzo is going to be out the rest of the year. I don't care what Aaron Boone said on Talking Yanks with John Boy and the other fucking guy uh, who looks like a freaking caveman from the Geico commercial. Um I just, at this point, it's not worth the risk when you have so much money invested into Aaron Judge. You know, um, I wouldn't even trot Cole out there at this point, but Gary Cole is going to tell you otherwise. He's going to want to go out there and try to win. And, you know, that's fine. The only reason why I would shut Cole down is to avoid any type of injury at all, uh, considering the fact, even though he has the opt-out next year, and I've even gotten um, messages about that, how oh, oh, oh why wouldn't you care if Garrett Cole opted out? Why you know how could you have that mentality as a Yankee fan? Because listen, the guy's got the option, and if Aaron Judge had the opt out option and he decided to opt out, but with the way this team's going, uh, who could fault either one of them if they wanted to opt out? I mean, they knew. Brian Cashman knew the toxicity in Minnesota with Josh Donaldson and that he couldn't get along with anybody there. And you still made that trade to bring Donaldson here to create that cancer in this locker room. Okay. You know, again, that's just a minor part to every problem the Yankees have. You know, I've gotten messages from people, you know, questioning my Yankee fandom. 
I don't know why you would do that because when you do a sports podcast, you know, for those who listen later and you can leave a comment, would you rather listen to a guy that's a homer who praises his team no matter the situation? Or do you want somebody who's going to be honest about their team, whether they're playing good or bad, and call it like it is and call it how they see it and give their personal opinion? Me personally, you know, if I'm listening to a Yankee game, I don't want to hear Michael Kay talk about how great the Yankees are, even though they suck. I mean, and he's he has to defend them to a point. And that's another issue. People are going at Michael Kay like, well, you know, you have to, you know, you're defending these guys. But why? Just tell it like it is. And you have to understand, Michael Kay can tell it like it is to a point. You know, it's not like the Kevin Brown situation in Baltimore where there was screen graphics, you know, that went through production and went through writers and went through all these guys and he just had to read it and he gets punished for it, but nobody else did. You know, Michael Kay is in a tough predicament because he works for ESPN and has his own show and he works for Yes and is employed by the Yankees organization. So he's kind of got to play it like Switzerland a bit where he has to play neutral to certain things and he can't really say what he wants to say. But we know, at least I know, deep down, he wants to say the things that somebody like me are, say, are saying about the Yankees or the things that Brent says every day about the Yankees. So to sit there and go at, at, at Michael K when you don't know who God's about shit, stop. Just, just stop. You know... You know, the, the Yankees fans that messaged me are the ones that were that, you know, that did get spoiled like me in the 90s where we had these great teams and all we saw was success. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to see the dark days of the Yankees like it was in the late 80s with Don Mattingly and everybody. You know, that's just what it's going to become. You know, like Brent said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It, it's not. Listen, this turnaround for the Yankees ain't going to happen overnight. It's going to be the same thing next year. You don't want to see it. But it's always better to hope for the worst and then be surprised instead of hope for the best and get disappointed in the end. All right. You know, you, you have these issues with the Yankees. You know, you know, the pitching, you know, obviously we saw nothing from Frankie Montas because we traded for damaged goods. Let's call it what it is. We traded for damaged goods. Now, can Frankie Montas be healthy next season and possibly produce and be a key element to the, to the starting rotation? Absolutely he could. You know, there's guys in the bullpen that were hurt all year, like Lou Trevino, you know, was hurt. You know, so we don't know what he's going to bring to the table in the bullpen. You know, what do you do with these expiring contracts? You know, do you try to maybe bring Severino back, but not as a starter? Maybe as a bullpen arm. You know, do you cut ties with Josh Donaldson? I think this is the last year of his deal anyway, so I fucking sure as hell would. You know, do the Yankees decide to go a different way and maybe get rid of the GM? And I've already seen people say, well, Cashman goes, I don't want to see Jeter as the GM. You know, what is the fascination with bringing in these old Yankees to to run this team? Um, Maybe part of it is, and I'll be honest, is that nostalgia. Like, look what Jeter did on the field. What can Jeter do in the office? And I understand he didn't do that great in Miami. But again, that's a franchise that likes to spend no money. And if you look at maybe some of the moves that Jeter has made while he was there, maybe you'd realize maybe 
some of them, like, like that Chisholm Hall kid, could possibly pan out. Who knows? I mean, again, Jeter was just a minority owner. He really didn't have, as far as I can recall, and I could be wrong, uh, a GM-type role within the team. But maybe Jeter is a GM. Maybe, you know, maybe it could work. We we don't know. You know, would he have a long leash? I'm sure Steinbrenner would be like, listen, you know, I'll give you like a three-year leash, and then if we're still in the same predicament, then goodbye, see you later. You know, you hate to see that revolving door because you want familiarity and consistency in a, in, in a role like that within a team, you know, or do the Yankees go out and maybe try to persuade Theo Epstein? I mean, Theo Epstein built, you know, the Cubs 16 World Series team, and he built, you know, the Red Sox World Series teams. So, I mean, that's another face and another name that I would be interested in seeing coming in and replacing this fucking weasel in Brian Cashman. That's not a bad, that's not a bad move either. You know, if you get rid of Cashman, obviously you get rid of Boom. You know, and people are saying, I don't know why you'd want to see Don Mattingly as the manager of his team. Because Don Mattingly is not that bad of a manager. I mean, he had winning seasons in, you know, in L.A., you know, I believe he won a World Series with the Marlins. You know, in there, every 10, 11 years, you know, we just decide to go win one. Um, you know, when they were actually pretty good. Um, you need, what they need, what Steinbrenner needs to realize is he doesn't need a yes, a yes man. Like, yes, Mr. Steinbrenner, I will do this for you. He needs a yes, I will, I will build this team as long as you give me the free reign to do so. Because if you don't give the GM full autonomy to to build this team to win again, we're going to be discussing this till we're with the rest of the Yankees who are, who are six feet under that aren't alive for the last time that the Yankees lost nine straight. You know, the fact that you got swept by the Braves, you got swept by the Red Sox, you lose to the fucking Nationals. To the fucking Nationals. Are you kidding me? They are the laughing stock of the NL East. And yet, you can't beat them. What that tells you how, how far things have gone. How bad this has truly gotten with the Yankees. When you can't beat the Nationals. When you can't take two out of three from the Red Sox. When you can't even put up a fight against the Braves. And again, people sitting there. You know, we should have went and got Matt Olson. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but they stuck with Rizzo. And for those who say, well, look at what we look at what Olson's doing. I said this last week. You know, look at what Matt Olson's doing in Atlanta. That's great. Doesn't mean he's doing it in New York. You know, it you gotta realize playing in New York is a different beast. It's a different animal. It's you, you know, again, it's said it nauseum by by all of us. You you have to have the thickest of thick skin to play here because you are going to get crucified when you suck. It doesn't matter the sport. Right now, the Jets haven't even played a single regular season game and we, some of us, and myself included, have already put the doubts on the Jets because we just know what it's going to be. And, you know, I even get messages about that. Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback now and we got this guy and this guy. That's great. That's great. I understand what the Jets are trying to do. You're trying to go to Los Angeles Rams route where you bring in all the biggest names and you're going for it now. 
And I don't blame Joe Douglas for doing that. I don't. But here's the problem. And it probably will happen. When it doesn't pan out after, say, week 10, let's just say, and you have a losing record, and Rodgers decides to walk, you got a lot of dead money on your hands. You know, you bring in these guys that he wanted, and now you can't get out from under these deals as far as the as, as far as whatever money's gonna be owed to them. You you can't get out from that. And that's gonna be in dead cap space that you can't go out and replace who was brought in. You know, Listen, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets could prove us wrong and go and win it all, and we'll admit that we're wrong. I know guys like me, Garrett, and Brent and Dave, and Aaron at Brutally Honest, we'll all admit that we're wrong. We'll admit it. No issue with it. You may not like our opinions. You can message me all you want. The thing I ask is keep it about the topic at hand. The, The messages I get are like, Ah, you don't know shit. Your mother should have swallowed you. Okay, like, you really think that's going to offend me? (laughs) Not much really offends me in life. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things where you have nothing better to do and you think that you're going to try to outsmart me. And I'm not saying I'm a genius by any stretch of the imagination, But when it comes to sports, and I've been told this throughout my whole life, that I'm pretty fucking knowledgeable because it's me that does the sports podcast and it's you that sits there and listens and you take issue with what I got to say. And listen, I'm here for sports debates all day long, but keep it about the sport. Keep it about the topic. If you don't like what I say about Aaron Rodgers, let me ask you this. Do you think Aaron Rodgers gives two flying fucks if Twitter handle... um, Joe1234 at fucking dumpsterfire.com. Um, you know, you think Aaron Rodgers cares if you're defending him? He doesn't. Do you think, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, do you think Miles Garrett cares that you're defending him? Does Miles Garrett even know that you're messaging me? Does Miles Garrett even know that I think that the Cleveland Browns are the worst fucking team in NFL history? No, he doesn't. You want to know why? Because they don't give a shit. Because all they care about is what's in their bank account at the end of the day. They don't care what, they don't care if a fan base is defending them or not. They really don't care. Okay? But, again, you know, the Jets could go out and prove us wrong, and I will openly admit I got it wrong. But you know who else is getting it wrong? Jim Irsay. This is a guy who came out and said, we don't mind paying our players into, this, into the second part of their career after their first contracts are up. Well, obviously you're a liar because obviously then you wouldn't let Jonathan Taylor seek a trade. And I understand at some point as an owner or as a GM, you just have to realize that there's going to be no compromise, whether it's you that's not going to meet in the middle or it's the other party that's not going to meet in the middle. So I understand that. But this is a guy who broke his back for you when you couldn't 
build an offensive line. Like you went okay, so the Colts went and they drafted Andrew Luck. And people always asked why did Andrew Luck retire so early when he could have maybe surpassed Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. And he might have. But we'll never know because they couldn't build an offensive line to protect him and he was tired of getting killed every week. I'm sorry. If I'm Andrew Luck and I'm getting my fucking ass thrown around every week 35 plus times a game, whether it's being sacked or just QB pressures alone, I'm not gonna risk my I'm not gonna risk a career ending injury for this fucking asshole. I'm not gonna do that. So I don't blame him in retiring. And then since we've seen the carousel of quarterbacks that have come and gone and, you know, whatever else. But to sit here and take one of your key offensive weapons and let him possibly decide that, hey, I want to get traded to Miami or the Chiefs or the Bears or let's just dare say, you know, New England, even though they already have two running backs or some surprise team out there that we don't know about that maybe he feels, hey, I could, I could, you know, do something here. You're an idiot then if you're Jim Irsay, and that's all I really have to say about that. Um, you know, as far as preseason goes, um, the Ravens' commander game is very interesting. I know my buddy Brandon was a bit annoyed, not because they lost. Okay, I understand. Listen, it's preseason. I get it. But, you know, it's still an impressive streak to never that to have not lo- um, lost in twenty four games up until you played the Commanders. But the fact that the Commanders are celebrating like Cleveland Browns fans celebrate preseason wins, uh, the fact that you you have the kicker whoever it was running around throwing L's up at the Ravens sideline, dude. Preseason is about gauging. Who's going to be where, where everybody is, getting the team chemistry together then instead of trying to do it through the regular season, okay? Preseason records don't fucking matter to me, okay? The fact that you are willing to put out your your, your first stringers and risk injuries to win a preseason game, to me, is utterly pathetic. And that's where... Honestly, Ron Rivera was wrong. And I have no issue with Ron Rivera, but there I do. Because, again, it's preseason. You're going to risk Terry McLaurin, Johanna Dotson, you know, uh, Gibson, Brian Robinson. You're going to risk these guys for a measly preseason win to snap a streak? Of the opposing team? I don't get it. Apparently a lot of people don't get it. You know, and the other thing that, you know, that I took from the game, and I've given Zay Flowers some unfair criticism, and it, it's not that it's unfair. It, it's my opinion that, you know, when you look at a wide receiver, and I understand that there's smaller wide receivers in the league. You know, we even had one in Eli Rogers at one point. And I felt that Zay Flowers, you know, I feel that he's undersized. But coming with that, he utilizes that to his advantage. You know, it's the same thing they say about Deuce Vaughn in Dallas. You know, he's too small, you know. But those are things that are weapons for you. Um, So do I think Zay Flowers could be something in the NFL? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I mean, the, the kid's explosive off the first step. He's got moves. He can actually catch. And as long as he stays healthy, unlike Rashad Masturbating over there, um, you know, the sky's the limit for the kid. You know, and people sit there. You see, this is the other unfair criticism that I get. People feel that because I'm a Steeler fan that I just automatically bash the other AFC North teams. No, because I'll give credit where credit's due. I'll compliment a Ravens player, a Bengals player. Notice I didn't say a Browns player, maybe other than Nick Chubb. Okay? Nick Chubb is probably the only Browns player that I will give credit to. Or even Miles Garrett. You know, listen, Miles Garrett's a talented cat. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I will die on a hill defending TJ Watt, like I said Saturday night, until I'm old, working on dementia, Alzheimer's. Whatever the fuck it is, I'll defend it till the end of time that T.J. Watt is better. You know, the fact that somebody on Twitter had to tell me again that stats don't matter. Stats matter in any sport. If stats didn't matter, would they have a list of how many 3,000 uh, 3, uh, 3, hit uh, people there are in baseball? Or 3,000 strikeout pitchers? Would they even have Hall of Fames then if stats didn't matter? Yeah. Stats do matter. They, they, they do. Numbers matter. It's like we said Saturday night. Numbers matter in any sport. That's how you tell who's good and who sucks. Or who's great and who's mediocre. And who's middle of the road? And it, it, don't don't give me the stats don't matter because they do. If stats didn't matter, why do they track it? If stats didn't matter in baseball, why do they have nine thousand and fifty five different friggin' abbreviations for some of the dumbest stats, like WHIP, WAR, fucking uh, LMAO, whatever the fuck? Okay, don't tell me the numbers don't matter. Or stats don't matter because they do. Because you wouldn't have an NFL Hall of Fame, an NHL Hall of Fame, a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, an NBA Hall of Fame. Right? You wouldn't. So, to, to that I say, when you tell me stats don't matter, I'm just not even going to dignify with an answer anymore. Because it's it, it's just like talking to a wall that's just been painted and just waiting for it to dry. That's what it's like. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen this other dumb thing, and I know Garrett got a kick out of it, that Will Levis has signed a lifetime deal with Hellman's Mayo and then proceeds to squirt mayo into his coffee. Fucking disgusting. I understand people have weird food combinations or even drink combinations, but fucking mayo and coffee? the fuck is that eating a whole banana with the peel on the fuck is that and i'm a finicky eater don't get me wrong like i won't eat tater tots but i'll eat french fries you know i won't eat bananas but i'll eat banana nut bread you know like it's stuff like that 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 makes people look at me like what the fuck like you won't eat tomatoes but you use ketchup and you, you use tomato sauce, but you won't eat a whole tomato. 
I don't know. That's just the way I am. But I think that mayo and coffee is just fucking sickening. It's just disgusting. I don't know. I'm not saying it makes a guy a fucking sociopath or anything, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me. It's just very weird. Um, you know, and speaking of the NFL, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those where I think this season, because I've been asked this question, you know, you know, do I think this is, did, I, did, people have asked me, what do I think of, what, of the season that is going to start soon? Honestly, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think you're going to see a changing of the guard in a way in certain divisions. Obviously, like the NFC North. Obviously, it's the Vikings to lose. But the Bears, you know, have a shot at taking the North. The Lions even have a shot at taking the North. I think Green Bay, for the next two, three years, are going to have to realize you're going to have to draft Jordan Love weapons. You're going to have to go out and get free agent weapons. Um... But again, that's another kid that's playing with a chip on his shoulder that could say, you know what, you guys all want to doubt me and watch what I go do. But I'm counting them out right now. And it's not a shot at the Packer fan base. It's just, you know, it, it's one man's opinion about another fan base's team. Um, you, know, Saturday, you know, Saturday I was scrolling through Twitter and I seen the James Jones things uh, with Shady McCoy, you know, calling Justin Fields a poor man's Jalen Hurts. And Garrett broke it down perfectly. Their numbers aren't far off. And I think the issue is that everybody likes to bash Ohio State quarterbacks coming into the league because they really don't pan out. They, some of them just don't. And Justin Fields could be that guy. And C.J. Stroud could be that guy that kind of break that mold where they do become successful. And Justin Fields' numbers aren't that bad on a team where he had literally nobody to throw to. So adding, you know, a DJ Moore and, you know, and having a Darnell Mooney and having Cole Komet, you know, and notice I'm leaving out Claypool because I don't think Claypool's going to do much in Chicago because it'll only be a matter of time before they're looking to trade him. But... You know, Chicago's got a Chicago's got a high ceiling that people aren't talking about. As far as the NFC North, um, you know, obviously the NFC East is another one where I I I don't get what this midday show is on WFAN with with fucking Sal Licata. Um, don't get me wrong. Sometimes he hits it on the head. Sometimes I think he needs to be hit on the head because he's sitting there and he says that the Giants are a Super Bowl contending team, that they could win the NFC East. So what you're telling me, then, is that the Eagles are going to take this drastic step back? That the Cowboys, as much as the world can't stand them, are going to take a drastic step back? And that the Giants are just going to automatically take over the NFC East? I understand the Giants went out. They they got Darren Waller. You know, they signed James Robinson. 
You know, again, they had a decent draft. You know, they get Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, who looks like he's going to be, you know, a, a decent pickup for them as long as he stays healthy is the key. You know, like me and Average Joe Sports were talking about it on Twitter the other night. Um, but to sit there and say that they're a Super Bowl contending franchise? Not yet. You could believe in the coach all you want. I'll agree with I'll agree with Salicata. They finally got a coach, you know, that is a player's coach that's gonna he's gonna hold you accountable, but he's gonna make you he's gonna make you play every down like it's your last down. At least I listen, I love that type of coach. You know, that's like a Dan Campbell, it's like a Mike Tomlin. You know, it's a player's coach, and you love to see that mentality. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Giants fan, but hey, when the Giants win and Brian Dabble's out there after a press conference and he's fucking smoking a stogie, hey, I would I would love to see Tomlin do that after a game, but maybe Tomlin's not a cigar smoker. I don't know. But if he is, hey, I'll be a nice Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I'll send you a San Giuseppe cigar. Why not? I'll even pay for the fucking thing. I don't give a shit. But there's going to be teams this year that are going to take steps back. And that's because, you know, maybe there's an injury. Again, we don't want to see injuries in the league, but it happens. There may be an injury on a team where you didn't see it coming that may have a major impact. You know, people are already signing the Chiefs up to win the Super Bowl again. How do you know week one against the Lions, Mahomes doesn't tear his ACL? Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't want to see it happen. But you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, that's like these guys talking about how uh, Adam Rank did his AFC South rankings, you know, as far as who's going to win how many games. And I'm sorry, but you got it wrong. And Garrett will agree when he's listening to this. Listen, Garrett's a huge Jaguar fan. And, you know, I got to agree. I see him winning 12 games. I mean, they'll lose a game they should have won and they'll win a game they should have lost. It happens. But to sit there and say they're going to go 9-8 and eight in a subpar division where the three other teams are question marks? Because you don't know what Tennessee is going to be. Because you don't know how C.J. Stroud's going to pan out when the games become real. You don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to be when these games become real. And you don't know what Tannehill you're getting. You're probably going to get fucking, just hand it to Derrick Henry, hand it to Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry by week five is going to be wearing fucking 35 icy patch, icy hot patches on his fucking back. And and speaking of, and, and another thing I have to take issue with before I go here, is these joint practices. They are no good. They are no fucking good. And yesterday, again, another incident. I get the guy from the Eagles, I forget who it was, was trying to punch the ball out of Anthony Richardson's hands, and he winds up punching Anthony Richardson. And it creates this huge brawl. I don't get why you need to practice with the other team. Doesn't it kind of give away what your, your game plan in a way? And not only that, there's always a fight. There's always a fight. Like, imagine if Pittsburgh and the Browns did a joint practice. I personally, if I was there, I'd be running on the field just for them to start a fight. You know, there's just no need for the joint practices. Just practice with your own team 
and 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 that's fucking it. That's just it. There's no need for the for the fucking joint practices. There's none because that's how another injury occurs, and then next thing you know, you know, a fan base is gonna be, oh, see, oh, this is why you can't do joint practices because you know, oh, somebody punched Mahomes in the cock, and you know now he's out all year because he's got to get fucking penile surgery or whatever the fuck, you know. But with that being said, I figured it's been it's been a while since I've done an audio. I kind of been getting back into videos a bit. So if you use the Rumble app, uh, make sure you go follow me there. There'll there'll be more content coming on there. I'm just trying to work out some things with them because uh, one video I did is I, I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, but to me, and this isn't a shot at YouTube Rumble. I just feel you get more exposure. Maybe because there's not so many people on it yet. I don't know. But just their way of doing things is a bit easier. Um, but as always, I like to shout out everybody that follows, listens, retweets. Um, those who support the show. Those who don't support the show, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I've noticed who some of them are. You will probably not get a shout out no more from me. Uh, because if I'm going to support you and retweet your shit, then all we ask is that you do the same. I'm not sitting there saying you have to listen to a whole 30 plus minute episode of fan in the van. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is if I'm, if I'm on Twitter and I see you posted something, you know what? Hey, you know, this guy's helped me out in the past and I help you and you stop helping me. Then why am I going to help you? And it was kind of something me and Garrett talked about after we were done recording. So... Um, I'm going to leave it at that, but obviously I got to shout out my number one guys, Brent and Dave over at 1420 sports. Again, check out their content, subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, there are big things in the works coming. Um, not sure what they're going to be yet, but, uh, something is, something is brewing as far as our little, uh, click of sports podcasters. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, definitely check out Garrett and Jalen at Two Dudes at Sports News, as well as myself and Garrett with Steel and Teal and Garrett's solo project. Uh, is this a bad take? Definitely check out Aaron at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Uh, he's been cranking out more content. Uh, for somebody who knows what it's like to get jammed up and life gets busy, um, great to see Aaron doing his thing again. Uh, also glad to see he's got a consistent co-host with him. Uh, which is a good thing. I wish I kind of had that at times because I don't get to argue with anybody. If I'm going to argue with somebody, I, I have to fucking make up voices. Uh, 6.30 in the morning, I really don't feel like doing all that shit. Um, definitely also check out my man E-Man at Average Joe Sports Podcast. Again, this Friday night, the premiere episode of Cigar and, Smo- uh, Cigar and Sports. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh Check out if you're into sports gambling and do it outside of an NFL facility. If you're an NFL player, uh, even though probably no NFL player listens to this, but if you do, uh, make sure you do it outside of an NFL facility and go check out Needs Daily Wagers and the You Bet Smart Sports Podcast. Um, if you're into pro wrestling, definitely check out uh, John Wrestling Fans Insight. He puts out great content. If you're going to Vegas, definitely check out uh, Coyle's Visit Vegas Places. 
Uh, he gives you the ins and outs of what to do and probably what not to do uh, while you're in Vegas. Otherwise, you will wind up on that show, Jail, I think it's called, where it's based on uh, one of the jails in Las Vegas. And from what I've seen, it's not a fun time there. Um, to all the other uh, sports podcasts out there, all the other podcasts out there that, you know, that support me, support Brent and Dave and Garrett and Jalen and Aaron and everybody, uh, without you, none of us are doing this. Uh, definite shout out to my guys, Ed and Jim over E and J. Um, they're not sports fans by any stretch of the imagination, but they always listen uh, and I appreciate it. And also, too, I maybe they have to because otherwise they won't get good pricing on their parts. <laughs> but, uh, and obviously to my buddy Brandon, who always listens and, you know, he gives me his opinions on certain things, which I try to incorporate into the episode. Uh, you know, um, that, that, that's just kind of what you do. You know, people have asked me, how do I come up with the topics I discuss? A lot of it's what's going on within the world of sports, right? Some of it is also discussions from other people where you've had a debate about something. It's like, you know what? Let me put it out into the sports podcasting world and let's see what everybody else thinks. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy enjoy this episode don't forget cigar uh, cigar and sports this friday night me and garrett should be recording a new steel and teal this saturday where we will probably definitely go down the rabbit hole again uh if you want to know what we think whether johnny lawrence or uh danny larusso is the bully go check out the latest steel and teal because uh it will not disappoint that's for sure uh <laughs> with that being said everybody stay safe enjoy the rest of your day and as always peace